This is your host, Scott Singer, and you are now tuned into Biofuels Daily. It is Tuesday, November 26th. Just like an argon atom bonded with an oxygen atom and a potassium atom, today's top stories are okay. Our first story today comes out of New York. The White House has asked Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley's office for input on the administration's latest proposal to boost the ethanol market in 2020, according to two sources familiar with the matter on Friday, after a flurry of conversations between President Donald Trump and corn state advocates critical of the plan. The White House request shows the Trump administration may be having second thoughts about the proposal, which the president had hoped would shore up his support in the Farm Belt. A crucial political constituency in his re-election bid, the sources said. The Environmental Protection Agency is already due to miss a November 30th deadline to finalize the proposal, which was drafted after prolonged negotiations. EPA plans to finalize this rulemaking this winter upon thorough review of public comments, the agency's spokesman Michael Abood told Routers. At issue is a plan outlined by Trump's EPA in October that was intended to ensure the administration's expanded use of waivers freeing refineries from their obligation to blend ethanol into gasoline does not hurt farmers by cutting into U.S. demand for the corn-based fuel. Under the U.S. Renewable Fuel Standard, refineries are required to blend 15 billion gallons of ethanol annually, but the EPA can't exempt small facilities that demonstrate compliance would hurt them financially. The EPA has roughly quadrupled the number of waivers it has issued since Trump took office. The EPA's plan would address that by increasing the amount some refineries must blend next year, using a three-year average of the volumes that the Department of Energy has advised the EPA to waive under the exemption program. But the corn lobby has lambasted the proposal since it was announced, saying it should instead account for actual amounts waived by the agency since the EPA in recent years has been waiving higher volumes than the DOE advised. According to the sources, White House Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow asked Republican Grassley's office this week for an explanation of how the EPA's use of the so-called small refinery exemptions negatively impacts the ethanol industry and how the administration's proposal fails to provide relief. Grassley's office responded to the questions on Thursday, the sources said. The sources did not share the details of the response. The White House declined to comment. It remains unclear whether the administration has any intention of adjusting the plan at this late stage. Kudlow's request comes after Iowa Senator Joni Ernst, another Republican and biofuels advocate, spoke multiple times with Trump on the issue in the last month. Terry Branstad, U.S. Ambassador to China and former governor of Iowa, has also met with Kudlow and Trump this week, according to two additional sources familiar with the matter. In those discussions, Branstad expressed to Kudlow that the current EPA proposal was not what was agreed to in negotiations between the administration and biofuel supporters before it was announced, one of the sources said. On Thursday, Grassley tweeted, I got a briefing on China from Ambassador Brandstad as well as an update on his continued advocacy with the White House on biodiesel and ethanol. As a senator from Iowa fighting this battle, I thank him for this help. Today's second story comes out of Sacramento, California. Today, the Biotechnology Innovation Organization and the Low Carbon Fuels Coalition announced a new joint initiative to drive adoption of low carbon fuel policies in states. Both groups will work together to advance policies that will support green energy breakthroughs to decarbonize transportation, a sector that leads all others in greenhouse gas emissions. 
The initiative will combine the Biotechnology Innovation Organization, also known as the BIO's, ongoing work in states and vast membership of companies developing sustainable fuels for both road and air transport with LCFC's expertise in establishing state-level market-based low-carbon fuel policies. The LCFC, or the Low Carbon Fuels Coalition, is a technology-neutral trade association dedicated to the support and expansion of market-based low-carbon fuel policies. State low-carbon fuel policies are a proven driver in decarbonizing transportation, said Stephanie Batchelor, Vice President of BIO's Industrial and Environmental Section. If done right, these policies will incentivize biofuel producers to develop new low-carbon fuels using sustainable sources like agricultural residues, industrial waste, and even algae. The new joint initiative will bring together the membership for both organizations, which will strengthen the reach and resources for advocacy efforts. Currently, nine states have, it, have active bills or are considering legislation to establish standards supporting low-carbon fuels, including Colorado, Illinois, Iowa, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Nebraska, New York, South Dakota, and Washington. The two groups will also collaborate to explain and demonstrate the value and importance of low-carbon fuel policies, especially at events such as the Global Climate Action Summit. Since implementing its low-carbon fuel standard in 2011, California has prevented over 50 million tons of carbon pollution from being emitted on its roadways, said Graham Noyes, co-founder and executive director of the Low Carbon Fuels Coalition. We know that states across the country, from Washington to Minnesota to New York, are looking at policies to decarbonize and diversify their states' transportation sectors, and this new joint initiative will work within those states to help lawmakers realize the potential of low-carbon fuel policies. The development and adoption of sustainable fuels has benefits beyond lowering greenhouse gas emissions. According to the National Resources Defense Council, California's low-carbon fuel standard, together with statewide carbon pollution limits, has helped save the state $1.6 billion in health-related impacts from air pollution to date. The state's program has also increased the clean fuels market by $2.8 billion, with the majority of the economic gain taking place in rural communities where feedstocks are grown and biofuel is produced. For more information about the Biotechnology Innovation Organization, visit BIO.org. For more information on the Low Carbons Fuel Coalition, visit LCFCCoalition.com. Our third and final story of the day is a press release from the company LonzaTech. Carbon recycling pioneer LonzaTech continues to make strides in scaling up its alcohol to jet platform. Commercialization of the alcohol to jet process has been years, years in the making, starting with the partnership between LonzaTech and the U.S. Energy Department's Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, or the, PNN, or the PNNL. PNNL developed a unique catalytic process to upgrade ethanol to alcohol to jet synthetic paraffinic kerosene, also known as ATJSPK, which LonzaTech took from the laboratory to pilot scale. After scale-up, ethanol being added as an approved feedstock in ASTM D7566 Annex A5, the standard specification for aviation turbine fuel containing synthesized hydrocarbons for alcohol to jet synthetic paraffinic kerosene and the first commercial flight with Virgin Atlantic, sustainable aviation fuel made from captured pollution is ready for full-scale demonstration and commercialization. Michael Barub, Deputy Assistant Secretary for Transportation at the United States Department of Energy, announced the DOE 
is in the negotiation stage with Londatec for a $14 million investment in a demonstration-scale integrated biorefinery at Londatec's Freedom Pine site in Soperton, Georgia. The announcement was made at the Advanced Bioeconomy Leadership Conference, also known as ABLC Next 2019 in San Francisco, California. Lanzatech still has some remaining work to do under the initial award, and we have some negotiations to complete, but we're very excited about the prospects of this project and what it could mean for demonstrating the viability of drop-in biofuels in the United States, said Barubi. This investment follows the FY 2015 project development for pilot and demonstration scale manufacturing of biofuels, bioproducts, and biopower FOA, under which Lanzatech's proposal was selected for a feasibility study to plan and design an integrated biorefinery that will produce low-carbon jet and diesel fuels. Lanzatech's process can use any source of sustainable ethanol for jet fuel production, including ethanol made from recycled pollution. Lanzatech's first commercial plant in China has produced over 10 million gallons of ethanol from recycled steel mill emissions to date. The flexibility of the technology to utilize a variety of local waste feedstocks attracted the attention of all Nippon Airways, also known as ANA, Japan's largest five-star airline, for seven consecutive years, resulting in an off-take agreement with Lanzatec signed earlier this year, allowing ANA to purchase sustainable aviation fuel from Lanzatec's process. Following on from this agreement, ANA strategic investor in Lanzatec, Mitsui & Co., and JXTG Energy have been selected by the New Energy and Industrial Technology Development Organization, NEDL, a prominent Japanese public research and development body, to conduct a feasibility study on scaling the Lanzatec alcohol-to-jet fuel platform in Japan. Together, the partners will establish a sustainable domestic supply chain for alcohol-to-jet fuel, key to achieving full commercial deployment in Japan. ANA and Mitsui & Co. kicked off the project by conducting a Boeing 777-300ER ferry flight using sustainable aviation fuel made from recycled carbon on October 30, 2019. As the fuel producer, Lanzatec worked closely with all partners advising how best to transport and blend the fuel for loading on the aircraft. Sustainable aviation fuel reduces carbon emissions by, 80, by up to 80% and is a key element of the industry's climate action strategy said Sheila Reams, Vice President of Strategic at Boeing Commercial Airplanes. ANA's flight demonstrated once again that sustainable fuel blends perfectly with con fuel blends perfectly with conventional fuel without the need for any changes to the airplane engines or airport fueling infrastructure. We are very excited to continue our efforts to establish higher standards for eco-friendly travel alongside NEDO, Mitsui & Co., and JXTG, said Yutaka Ido, Executive Vice President of ANA. This project closely aligns with our vision of a world where companies proactively respond to calls for environmentally friendly leadership, and this is just one of many steps ANA is taking to meet the ambitious sustainable development goals that we have set. Commercial volumes of sustainable aviation fuel are desperately needed, said Lanzatech CEO Dr. Jennifer Holmgren. The aviation sector is working hard to decarbonize, and there are more options on the table than ever before. We are excited to play our part by accelerating scaling of alcohol to jet fuel. Lanzatech's carbon capture platform for sustainable aviation fuel is now posed for scale up in the United States and Japan. In the UK, Lanzatech is a shortlisted applicant for a grant 
from the UK Department for Transport. Through the Fuels for Flight and Freight competition, this grant would support deployment of the technology in the UK, and Lonza Tech has been working closely with the DFT as they assess the technology and sustainability profile. With three potential scale-up projects around the world, Lonza Tech is supporting global production of sustainable aviation fuel with associated regional job creation, enabling global access to new sustainable fuels for the aviation sector as it seeks to decarbonize. So, let me know what you thought about today's podcast and send me an email to biofuelsdaily at gmail.com. Lastly, if you could please subscribe to my podcast and leave a rating, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening and remember to always go green.